feel so <laughs> We're just vibing. Zen. Chilling. Zen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it has been a crazy 48 hours, both in personal lives and in the wrestling world. Indeed. But we are like the Matt Seidel's of the world, and we found our inner Zen. We're going to talk about him later tonight. But hello, all you Biconics wrestling nerds out there. And welcome to another rendition of the Cleanup Crew Review, your weekly AEW Rampage weekly review show. I am one of your hosts, Mikey, and joined with me as always. You know him. You love him. He is my brother from another mother and Boricua Adolfo. Boricua! Billy Stark shout out. Eh. <laughs> those programas. It is I, Adolfo, the nerdy Puerto Rican. Adolfo, I'm so happy to be <laughs> here once again for another edited review of AEW Rampage. Mikey, it's really, you, the can... only time we get to work together on a weekly basis outside yeah. of you no know, collision. Just, just wait till we go live. We start to huh. live. <laughs> I'm so excited for that when that's going to happen. Indeed, indeed. But of course. Ah, uh, Adolfo, this was an honestly, this was an interesting rampage because like yeah. it was mostly wrestling. We only had one backstage segment. And I was like, yeah, it was interesting. I was like, we get nothing but wrestling for an hour minus one backstage segment. Yeah. All righty, then <laughs> let's go. Right. Right. Especially with everything that happened that went down on, on Dynamite and with Revolution coming up. And it was just one segment. OK, let's it's, tell us the story in the in, in the ring. I was about like. They looked at the calendar. All right, we have three weeks until revolution. Let's try to stick to the points here. So they decided tonight's episode is the (laughs) how to for dummy series. We're just going to get straight to the point. Bullet points. Bullet points. Bullet Bullet points. Bullet Bullet points. Rampage brought to you by Spark Notes, (laughs) which is essentially what this felt like as a rampage. I was like, let's just stick to the bullet points. We're going to be fun wrestling. We're going to continue to tell stories. And, uh, yeah, I also appreciate, and this is, I don't know if you've noticed this, Adolfo, this is just me. The last couple of weeks across all three AEW shows, they've done a very good job of making sure be like, we probably know not everyone watches all three shows, but you probably want to because we're building and we're continuing storylines for certain championships for Revolution. Yeah. Like the Orange Cassidy thing, he was on Dynamite, and then he yep. was on Rampage with Best yep. Friends, and then, spoiler alert, at the time of this recording, we saw him in the main event for Collision, like, there's a thread line between all three shows. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I feel that they have been doing a good job uh, connecting all of the shows in a way that's not overselling the story, you know? Um, because I, I know, like me personally, uh, with stuff that went down, I, I this week, and this is the first time that this happened actually no I, I lie this is the second time this has happened um where i stopped i'm like i i need to go and rewatch dynamite or and watch dynamite so i can see what the hell happened you know um so they've been ha- doing a really good job with the uh with the stories i feel yes i loved it so much and speaking of which that's kind of what happened in this first match rampage this week kicks off with the trios match where we have Best friends being represented by your AEW international champion, Orange Cassidy, teaming with Rocky Azucar. Azucar. I don't care what nobody says. I love that nickname for Rocky Romero. And then, of course, Trenty Boy Trent Beretta as Chucky T is still currently out of commission due to injury. Mm -hmm. I have to say, I love how we got to this match because on Dynamite, they literally shook down Trent Beretta. <laughs> not right. Yeah. They shook down Chucky e. T. Yeah, they're yep. like, listen, we're gonna go after your friends. Yeah. I was just like, what is this? I'm like, whose lunch money did you steal? Like, what happened? I was like, yep. I was like, this is nuts. Yep. And I have to say, look, I might have an opinion on how I feel about Roddy and the way that he presents his character. His ingring ring is always good, but as always for me, the kingdom. In Mike Bennett and Matt Taven, they're oh my gosh, they're so good. They are. Oh my gosh, they're they are really good wrestlers. I yes, 
this was yes. a baller match. I really enjoyed this match. It was. There was a, a lot of energy. There was, uh, it, you know, it feeds into the whole uh, match that's coming up in Revo- uh, Revolution, uh, where you have Orange Cassidy going up against um, um, Slick Miss, Mr. Mustache, who I'm, which I'm going to call him from now on. <laughs> Um, uh, like Ricky, <laughs> slick, slick, slick mustache, mick mustache. Uh, but uh, you know, it, you had uh, Adam Cole sitting outside. You had Wardlow sitting outside. They did not interfere. You know, um, I mean, yeah, you, you had you kind of had a whole bunch of interference with with the uh, with the other three dopes. But that's you know that that's that's their thing. Um, and it was just a really really good match everyone got lumped up uh i don't feel like anyone kind of was the whipping boy because like i don't know if you've noticed this either on in like trios matches but it always seems like one one wrestler is left in there the longest just getting thumped on you know um but everyone kind of everyone got their their licks in uh i'm not not happy that Rocky Romero had to eat that pin. Not happy about that, uh, which it kind of feeds into a lot of the things that we've said. And I don't mean to beat a dead horse, but why, you know, why, why, <laughs> why, why could they not have te- uh, Trent Beretta take that pin? Or why could they not have Orange Cassidy d- take that pin? I mean, it wasn't for his, his belt wasn't on the line anyway. You know, he could have taken that pin. So, I'm going to agree and disagree with you. I'm going to get with the disagree out of the way. I don't, and this is just me personally from a booking standpoint, even though the title wasn't on the line, you don't necessarily want your champion to be pinned in these types of matches, especially if there's no real stakes behind it. And then, of course, you know, a lot of promotions, not just in AEW, but a lot of promotions, they try their best to protect the champions from getting pinned outside of championship matches and the big time pay-per-view matches as well. But I also agree with you in the sense, I feel like Trent could have taken the pin here as well, but I think raw having Rocky take the pin here. And then consequently what we'll talk about afterwards or what happened to him afterwards. I think the undisputed kingdom is slowly making their way, dismantling best friends along the road to revolution. So therefore when, time comes for the match at revolution orange cassidy is going to have to fight by himself so i think trent is the last person on the hit list so to speak all right i so i do see your point there Mm -hmm. um i yeah i do see your point and 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 i agree i personally feel that uh had orange cassidy taken the pin and then had you know got the snot kicked out of him like we're, we're gonna mention later uh you know and then come back uh against ishii you know and then you know even though you know, it, it if he got severely lumped up by the kingdom but then but came back and and kept and kept winning even after that i i feel that gives it a more like a, a more Rocky esque type feel, you know? Um, so, but, but not saying that I was disappointed with, with, with the story. And also with you saying how dismantling the best friends on the way to revolution, you know? Okay. Yeah. I, I can see that. Uh, just, you know, just as long as everyone gets gets their, their their lumps, you know what I mean? Yeah. Granted, we have three weeks until Revolution, so that possibly could still be the case. But right. Tony Khan, we're gonna revisit this. I'm gonna put a pin in it for later, and we're gonna revisit this depending on how the rest of the story plays out. Yep. Because if, and I'm not saying and I want to see Trent lose, but I mean it makes sense of the story. But if Trent doesn't get pinned or dismantled by the Undisputed Kingdom by the time we make it to Revolution, then I'm gonna be like. I don't know how we, I feel about that. But, yeah, so let's just jump to it. So the Undisputed Kingdom 
picked up the victory here. And then afterwards, they beat up on Mr. Azucar himself by basically setting up a bunch of chairs and throwing, you know, power bombing him into into the chairs. Yeah, I was just like, ouch. I was like, at least it wasn't Darby Allen jumping off a 10 foot ladder into steel chairs. Yeah, right. (sighs) Yeah. um, Yeah. So in the context of the best friends getting systematically taken out uh so that by when by the time revolution comes you know maybe at the go home before revolution uh adam cole or porno miss mcmustache you know comes out and says where are your friends now orange cassidy um i can see that although where's dan Housen? that's what i want to know i've been saying this for the last couple of weeks i was like did we forget that Danhausen was a part of this? Like, he's not injured again, so what happened? Like that Mickey right? Mouse cartoon. What happened? What happened? <laughs> so. Oh, my goodness. So, so that's all I got for this match. <laughs> Unless, you know, at Revolution, it's just Orange Cassidy, but I'm like, you guys, Danhausen shows up and he curses everybody. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> that would be hilarious. That would be hilarious. Is their match a actual rule? revolution match or is it a zero hour match so the beautiful thing about social media is because and the rest of the boys get mad at me when i say this i was like they say it's gonna happen i don't i don't say it's official until i see an official match graphic and yesterday on social media they aew posted an official match graphic so orange cassidy versus roderick strong for the international championship is happening at revolution, at revolution. So like okay. they made it official with a graphic okay okay, okay. <laughs> so we might if it's if it's not zero hour the the percentages of dan Housen not pop, you know popping up um are a little bit lowered i feel Mm-hmm. I feel if if it was a zero hour match, there there'd be a higher percentage. But with the way AEW's been lately, who knows? Who knows? Definitely for sure. But you know, honestly, between this, so I'm gonna be honest. So quick tangent, like this story, while it's not necessarily been my favorite, I'm happy to see that we're actually building towards a match, not yes. waiting until like the yep. week before. Be like, oh yeah, let's fight at the pay per view. I'm like, yeah. What? <laughs> Exactly. And so far, AEW has been doing a really good job on getting over half of their championships like this. So the yep. International Championship, you have the AEW Women's Championship with the back and forth between Tony and Deanna, which I'm so excited for that match. And then, of course, we have our big feud, which is the multiverse that is Hangman, Swerve, and Joe, which Yo. I'm really excited for having. Yep. That listen, that double turn on Wednesday was so beautiful to me. I was just like, hey man, went heel swerve is now kind of a baby face, which is really weird to say. Yep. yep. So good. <laughs> a disjointed violent baby face. <laughs> disjointed violent baby face. I love it for swerve. Speaking of violent people, we get our tag team match next. We have local Phoenix talents, Mondo Rocks and Robbie Litt taking on the EVPs. The, the Young Bucks, which is being represented not by Matt and Nick. It is Matthew, Matthew and Nicholas. And Nicholas. Yep. And then Can, they were being complete heels when they still showed up in the blood cover suits that they beat Darby right? and Sting with on Wednesday. I was like, right. I don't know if that's sanitary, but the visually I was like, ooh, this makes me mad. You did your job, though. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, I was 15 minutes old. When I figured out what EVP what meant, <laughs> honestly, I had to check myself. I was like, "Does this stand for what I think it?" Okay, it does. <laughs> when did they get that title? What was? Where did that come about? Is so it, kind of breaking into kayfabe a little bit, like talking about the IRL stuff. So the Young Bucks are part. They are EVPs for AEW, so they are like oh. vice presidents and things of the company. So when AEW started. Five years ago, Tony Khan has kind of been in charge and funded a lot of this. But when AEW first started, the EVPs were, I mean, Tony Khan is in charge of everything. He's like the big company head. But then under that were people who used their own money to kind of kickstart AEW in the first year or two. And those EVPs were the Bucks, Penny, Hangman, and Cody Rhodes. Oh. 
interesting. So they were all founders, and then they were like the executives for AEW and whatnot. And so for a while, they were EVPs on paper, but they never brought them into their characters until now. So now they're the first the instance that the Young Bucks are using their actual like EVP status as part of their heel gimmick, which I will I will say I wasn't a big fan of this, of this character choice for them when this first started, but it's slowly I'm slowly getting there. I was like, OK, I can dig this. And then the promo happened after the match. So we don't have to spend a lot of time. This is a squash match. Yeah. I mean, they won. They, they, they beat won. crap out of them, you know, and the then, promo afterwards. Yeah. It started off pretty well. And then it kind of just went way too long. And I was like, yeah, I was like, you got too wordy. You didn't need to say all this yeah. extra stuff. Like it was weird. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, we were so close. You guys. Just maybe yeah. cut like three minutes off of it and then it would have been perfect. It would have been perfect. Yeah, they were, they definitely, they definitely got too wordy. Uh, they definitely, it felt like they were beating a dead horse. You know, they made, like, we like, get it, it. Yeah, they, in the first like minute and a half, they made their statement. And then I didn't mind when, who was it, Matthew or Nicholas took the, took the mic and was like, you know, I'm so, I have to apologize for my brother. He's a, a high head, right? Like, and that and that was fine. And I guess that's still within that that minute thirty seconds. But after that minute, that first minute thirty seconds, it just kind of felt like they were beating a dead horse. We we get it, you guys. You already came out in white suits covered in the blood of Darby Allen and Sting. We know the direction you're going. You're going, okay? Uh, you know, it's... And I actually... When they made their reappear, the, the, the reappearance, I was actually hooked right away by the, the change. Because to me, it was a, uh, a extreme enough flipperoo Whereas before, you know, they were the young bucks and they had bright colors and they were, you know, I mean, they still do this, but like, you know, they were, you woo in the razzle dazzle, you know, now they're, they're like, they're, they're the EVPs, you know, I don't even feel, cause if you look like on the graphic, they're not even called the young bucks anymore. They're called the EVPs. Like I, I don't, and even though the announcing is still calling them the Young Bucks. I, f I feel now they should just be known as the EVPs. Forget the Young Bucks. Just call them the EVPs. And it's 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 such an extreme like switcheroo to you know we are we are no longer that we are this. Uh, especially with the heel turn, you know I, I'm on board with it. I I actually kind of like them more now than when they were the Young Bucks. I don't know. Uh, that, that, I, I'm probably alone in that, and I will. <laughs> I will sit on this island by myself and drink my peanut no, blows. But I, I like that they're heels, and like I said at first, because I don't think they knew how, where how far to lean into it. They wanted to be at first, you know, when they had that backstage interview with Renee a couple of weeks ago over on Dynamite. Yeah, and like okay. I feel that they were still trying to figure out how they wanted to be, but I think yeah. they've kind of honed into it a lot more now. So I was like, okay, yeah. I can get behind these characters. And no, I'm excited to see them because even though it's not an official graphic, it seems that the plan is going to be Darby and Sting versus the EVPs for those tag titles. Mm -hmm. And they're going, mm -hmm. I love Sting mm -hmm. and Darby, but they're losing those titles to the EVPs uh -huh. to get those tag titles back. I would love to hear all the reports too. The fact that was like, so Sting got to pick his final opponent for his final match. Yes, he and did. And so I can't even imagine like the Young Bucks being like, Sting comes up to you, hey, I want to fight you in this last match. Really? Oh, snap. Okay, yeah, hold on. Let's do this. My retirement match. Mm -hmm. The match that people are going to think about years, you know. Yeah, it's it's interesting, and and you got three weeks to enjoy Sting it, before his retirement match. Yeah, listen, I'm a younger wrestling fan, but even I'm not emotionally ready. I'm gonna cry. I swear, I'm gonna cry. I I I don't I I don't I don't I don't I don't know I don't know I you know um my first 
run-in with Sting was at the old Ted Turner Broadcasting. Oh, wow. On, on cable. Uh, you know, when he had the, the bright colors and, and, mm-hmm. and the, and the, the, uh, the, the white blonde hair. Right. Um, and, you know, he was with WCW then, and I watched his progression in WCW from that to, uh, to the, 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 the white faced sting when he was perching on rafters and fucking repellent up uh, demonetization. Sorry. Emotions started coming out. You're good. Um, <laughs> and, you know, started repelling down, uh, you know, like, oh, man. Wow. Okay. Maybe I'm going to be emotional about it. Okay. Let's change. Let's change subjects. <laughs> We got three weeks. We got three weeks to emotionally prepare ourselves as best as we can. I'm just letting you all know when, like during the watch along, there will be tears shed. It's going to happen. Somebody is going to. I'm putting that on my bingo card. But we're gonna continue on with rampage. We got three weeks to, you know, emotionally prepare ourselves of what Sting meant to us. Yep. And we go into probably one of my favorite matches of the night. We have Mystical versus Matt Seidel, and I'm just like. This match was baller. Yeah, it was. Yeah, oh, it was. So good. I'm like, Mystico's great. Matt Seidel matched the energy. Yep. This was amazing. It came close to being my match of the night, but this was not. But it only missed my match of the night choice by like a slim margin because for my match. Yeah. For, 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 it, for like ring. wrestling technique for wrestling yes, in ring absolutely technique this this was my match of the night but like overall no yeah it wasn't my match of the night and i think we we both agree on what our match of the night was but that's beside the yep point. go ahead go ahead what you but, got what you got this match was great and okay this is gonna give me some hate but like this is how we do high flying action in wrestling especially because matt seidel is also a high flyer himself yeah. Both him and Mystico are also trained in the like in ring to the mat type of wrestling, too. It's not just yeah. like let's do jumps and flips all over the place. There's actual technician in that as well. From a wrestling standpoint, this match ruled so much. And, you know, I wasn't sure how this was going to go, but I was like, Mystico picks up the win. I'm like, CMLL boys are kind of on a hot streak right now. They won most of their matches they've been involved. They've lost a few too, but mm-hmm. they've been winning most of their matches that they've been involved in. Yeah. We, yeah. When I saw this on the card, I was not sure how it was going to go. Uh, you are a hundred percent. Well, let me backtrack. Uh, you're a hundred percent in my, in my opinion. Um, and I do have to disagree with you a little bit. God, we're all a lot of disagreeing tonight, Mikey. Yikes. Um, that's how we have a healthy dialogue. Take notes, internet wrestling community. Right. Um, I, I can appreciate the, um, uh, the, the, the high flying wrestler when they're pitted against a, um, like a big beefy, you know, for example, I'm just, for example, like a powerhouse Hobbs, right? Like I can appreciate a match like that when they play to each wrestler's strength, you know, especially because those big beefy guys, they can act like a good anchor for the high flyers to vault of and, and, and to work off of. I think that Brian cage actually um, does this really well where he pairs really well with high flyers. Um, Although out of like big, big beefy man meat, I feel that Brian cage moves the best that I've seen out of the AEW roster. Uh, But you are a hundred percent correct. Like in saying that instead of just putting like high flyer and high flyer against each other, you know, these two, they also were mat tacticians and you saw them, you know, bringing it down on the mat, bringing it up to the ropes, bringing it down on the mat, bringing it up to the ropes. And it was, it, it told a story. The match told a story and it was a great story. And I was very entertained and very happy that Mystico got the, uh, got the pin and it was a clean pin too. Yes. Which was important. 
Yep. I'm like, listen to this. I'm like, I don't hear a disagreement. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, you know what? Adolfo said the same thing I, I was going to say. I was just like, I don't see a disagreement. I'm like, we're good. <laughs> you're like, Adolfo, you're fired. <laughs> Pull a reverse Uno. No, you're fired. Wait, what? <laughs> 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 but I really enjoyed this match. And Holy I'm happy shit. to see that every week we're getting some form of iteration of the CMLL boys. I still think that my favorite iteration so far, even after watching Collision, was Danielson versus Etchy Settle. I think that's still my favorite CMLL match that we've gotten in the last couple of weeks because Danielson and Etchy Settle, to- Etchy Settle tore the house down. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Also, I also love Etchy Settle's entrance. I was like, the Alchemist gimmick? I'm like, how has no so one thought good. about this it's before? So good. So good. Oh, the other thing I do want to shout out is Mystico's uh, ring gear. For the Ooh, night. So beautiful. Primo. I want it. <laughs> it's perfect. It was well. It was good. It was good. It was so good. I love I love, I love it was the, so clean. I know. And the, oh and that but it had like that hollow thing going. And then the the gold like yo. And it wasn't like I use this term very lightly, and I mean this in a respectful way because it wasn't, but half the time when you get like when you go to the swap meet, some like when you go to the swap meet and they sell the luchador masks and they try to do like as best as a replication as it can, they over gloss it and it kind of looks like very party city esque. Yeah. This was not Mystico's gear tonight was not it for Rampage. That's why I say I was just like, it was clean. It had the right amount yeah. of sheen. Yeah. And I need to I need Mystico to let us know who the hookup is so we can get some for us. Right. Right. And then like I don't mean to turn to, to have this boat going go in a certain way, but like the the cleanness of his ring gear with the contrast of the the the, the darkness of his of his skin, mm-hmm. it was it looked so good. It looks I it was so good. It's it was so good. It no, good. it's important too. Like those little things because it's like yeah. good. It's like color. It's like art color blocking one hundred and one. It's just like. Fair. Aesthetically, it looks more pleasing to the eye when you balance out the light and the dark tones of things. Yep. And so, you know, the lightness of the gear with the darker and as a bisexual man, the chiseledness of the skin as well. Oh, he, yeah, just, you know, he's fucking yoked. I would I like, buy him. I I would buy Mystico a drink. Yes. It's like, take me home, jump in his arms. Uh. Yep. <laughs> but speaking of jumping into people's arms and you mentioned big meaty men before. We get our only backstage segment of the evening. And is, speaking of Brian Cage. Yeah, speaking of Brian Cage. <laughs> listen, I would also buy Brian Cage. Swolverine, yeah. Yeah, Swolverine, yeah, yeah. a drink yeah. as well. Yeah. So Brian Cage and Prince Nana, our favorite hype man right now in AEW. Who's, who's still suffering injury from, from Dynamite. The gentlest. The gentlest. <laughs> I was like, Prince, I love Prince Nana. He's so down to take spots. And every time they do, like, they always, like, make it so gentle. Like, a couple <sighs> weeks ago when he went through the table after the guns threw him through the table. It was yep. the most gentlest, like, table break. They're like, uh, slow down. There we go. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was so table, good. Table, 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 table. Okay. <laughs> but this is exactly what I wanted, you know, post losing to Samoa Joe for Hook. Because Brian Cage brings up the fact that Hook wants to still be involved in his business. And so Hook beat two guys. So guess what? He So on collision, you know what? I'm going to do the same. Any two people in the locker room who want to come out and try to fight me, I will fight them. So one, we get to see more Brian Cage, which I appreciate. But number yep. two, this is what I've been wanting for Hook. And I'm happy to see that Brian Cage is also getting some time on television as well. Because now we're building a feud for Hook. That is no more just squash matches, and we're now continuing to have him more involved in actual storyline feuds, which is what I wanted to see yep. since the end of 2023. And now it seems that's what we're doing with it since, you know, Hook losing to Joe for the title a couple weeks ago. Yeah, you know, for for as goofy as the characterization was for, uh, uh, for Jungle Boy when he turned heel, mm-hmm. like... I at least appreciated that now we gave Hook and the FTW belt like a reason for for being, you know, because 
for most of the time, it just seems like Hook is just hanging out with the best friends, hanging out with Orange Cassidy, you know, um, and I really didn't see him in a lot of 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 of, uh, um, of fights and a lot of, um, you know, belt defenses and stuff like that. Uh, and as I might be again, I might be alone in this thought and I will sit on that Island by myself and drink my pina coladas. But you know, if you ask a, if you ask someone that, that is either new to AEW wrestling or isn't as involved in AEW wrestling as we are as to, do you know what the FTW championship is? I have a feeling that most people be like the what? Cause we just really don't, we don't see hook on TV a lot, you know? Um, and I, to me, from, from a business standpoint, I feel that's very silly because that's kind of, that's a belt that, yeah, you could have, all right, you, you have two championship belts. You got the TNT championship and you got the AEW championship. Okay, fine. Right. Um, but now you have a third belt that you could have everyone else going for, you know, but instead, um, you know, well, technically, no, you have three belts. Then you have the, the intercontinental, you know, so now with the, it, with, it, it's not like AEW doesn't have enough talent to be vying for all four of these belts, especially with the new ranking system uh, out now, which um, again, I, I don't know how, how that works, but it, I feel like it could very well, you know, it could be a stepping stone system, you know, like it used to be, um, you know, back in the day with the intercontinental belt and the world championship belt, you know, you get the FTW belt, then you get, then you get your shot at the intercontinental belt, then you get your shot at, at the TNT and then you get, your shot, you know, and, and you, and you climb up that way at the least it, it gives, it gives another prize so that you, so that these other, the other talent that's that's that that's in AEW can can fight for you know that your that your uh, daddy daddy magics that your Brody Kings that your um, um, the bounty hunter uh, Keith Lee that that just uh, became Brian a, Keith a, yeah yeah Brian Keith I'm sorry Brian Keith <laughs> um, that just became uh, AEW you know you, you now again there's there's more than enough talent to go around you know what I mean so. Right. Put the FTW belt out there. I'm happy that that Brian Cage is is calling um, Hook out. I'm happy uh, that the storyline is going on. Uh, I'm I'm bummed that it seemed like the Yuta Hook thing was just such a big was a flash in the pan because I felt like that could have been stretched out, but it wasn't. Whatever. Um, so yeah, you know, let's let's get it on. <laughs> Yeah, and then one thing I will say because I just thought about this, and you know what? It makes me excited more for Hook versus Cage because the while Hook currently has the FTW championship in the very infancy stages of the championship when it was brought into AEW, I completely forgot until I did some research. I forgot Brian Cage was a former FTW champion, so I was like, "Yeah, you have." Now we're actually getting this thing as another championship and you have the current and a form and the former champ like going at it. I mean, it hasn't been declared for the title yet, but I'm pretty sure we're going to be heading that direction at some point. Like I'm just happy to see Brian Cage get more screen time and as yep. a single star yep. too, which is great. And yep. then I'm happy to see hook get pushed and have more storylines by himself outside of hanging out with best friends and whatnot. Yep. So this was great. I love Brian Cage. I love Prince Nana. And, you know, we get to see Brian Cage in action on Collision. Stay tuned for that review later. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what, uh, what nerd ge- ring gear he comes out with next. So anyway, moving on. Nerd, but I want to hang out with him so bad. I know, right? So anyway, cool. moving on. All right. Main <laughs> event time. I was just like, wow, time. we got here really quick this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Adolfo said this before. This was our match of the night for match lots of, of the reasons night. we'll get into. But your main event for this week's Rampage is Willow Nightingale and Chris Statlander being accompanied by Stokely Hathaway taking on the Outcasts who are being accompanied by Harley Cameron. 
look, the, between the in-ring and the overarching narrative that we have built to get to this point, and just the storytelling between what's going on with the outcast as well, this is our match of the night. Yep. Like, all yep. four women were glad. Yep. They did really well. For me personally, I was really happy. It seemed that Soraya has finally kind of like, now that she's she was in a wrestling ring, I was like, you know what, Soraya? You didn't look half bad this week on Rampage. Like, I was like, I got worried for there because I was like, last time we saw you wrestle, it was kind of clunky and it wasn't necessarily the best. But I was like, you know what, girl? You did the thing tonight. I was like, yes. You know what? Okay. I'm reminded why I like your in-ring ability too. Yeah. 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 No, this was definitely wrestling wise uh, a great match to watch. Uh, it told a great physical story. Uh, Soraya looked really good. I mean, all, all the women looked really good. Um, but uh, yeah, Soraya didn't. Uh, Soraya looked at home, uh, which, you know, it's... It, it's funny that we mentioned this because when I was, as they were coming in, as the outcasts were coming in, I do remember thinking to myself, was Soraya hurt? Is that why she hasn't been in the ring for such a long time? I can't remember. I don't think she was hurt though. Right? Not that I wasn't aware of. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, Chris Statlander, Willow Nightingale, uh, continue to impress as, um, as a tag team. The, this is a great example of how to keep the story going, but to still, if someone like would jump, you know, jumps in and just watches this match, be like, oh my God what happened? I need to rewatch other stuff to see how we got here, you know, cause that oh, I'm gonna let you talk about it, Mikey. Cause I, lo I love the way that you, that, 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 that you, uh, referred to this. piece so it I'm together. Let, well, no, that you referred to this before we came on. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you go ahead. Uh, okay. Go ahead. go ahead. So the match itself was fantastic. So Ray and Ruby looked great. We never have any, me and Adolfo never have any complaints with Chris and Willow in the ring because they are phenomenal. All four were great. But the real reason we're all here today and what we're going to be talking about, more importantly, is this whole entire narrative that we have been going through for the last month or so with the Outcast. You know, Soraya has been pulling some dirty tactics to get Ruby to stay with her and to still be a part of this little faction. So we're going to break this up into two parts because. The first half was very Dawson Creek-esque. So, as the outcasts are coming to the ring, commentary and the cameraman point out that Ruby Sips pulled out... Yeah, Ruby pulls out a little note from her... Like, the pocket of her wrestling tights, and she's reading it. It looked like a ripped-up piece of notebook paper that got folded a little bit, and she opens it up, and she reads it. So, the first question that we had was, what's on that note? But secondly... Who gave her the note? Where did it come from? Like, what is happening? So as the match progresses on, wait, I may, noticed may, can that. I, can I just go for it? Jump in just really quick. Ruby Soho, fantastic acting with the note. Because as you came out, like you stopped, you pulled it out, you stopped and you read it. And just with the facial expression and with the, with that momentary pause, was just such great storytelling in that small moment that everyone is like, what the f was in that note, you know, continue. Well, cause that's important too. And that kind of plays into what I was going to say. Cause as the match progressed, we noticed that Ruby is kind of like being more hesitant to tag, you know, Soraya out, like to be involved in this. And it gets to the point towards the end of the match where Soraya tries to go for a tag and Ruby jumps off of the apron, like letting Soraya like be in the ring, not being able to tag. And Ruby walks out. She's like, I'm done with this. And she yeah. walks out, which allows Chris and Willow to pick up the victory here. So Harley Cameron tries to stop Ruby from leaving and she gets knocked to the floor. Got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> and Ruby just absolutely. She's like, I'm done. And so 
I'm just like, so that's the Dawson's Creek portion of it. Like high school drama, the note, we need to know what was on it. We need to figure out who gave it to Ruby. And obviously now this is going to lead to Ruby and Soraya having a feud now, you know, by themselves, which I'm super happy to see. Finally, the dissolution of the outcast seems to be evident. And now it's finally happening. The outcasts are no more since Ruby and Soraya are probably going to be feuding now, which is really great. So that was the Dawson's Creek portion of our Rampage review. And then we jump straight into the Buffy the Vampire, like Netflix version of the chilling adventures of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Because <laughs> as Chris and Willow, first and foremost, I Spooky love bitches. Willow. Yes. Bitches. So speaking before we get to that part, I love that Stokely comes into the ring to celebrate mostly for Chris and then Willow like yep gives him a big old hug and like spins him around he's like, and then you can see him try not to break character while also hitting willow on the back like stop it stop it stop yep. it yep. <laughs> it was so funny yep. but then sith blue shows up yes sky blue not shows only sith up. blue but yes. her 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 sith master as well julia yeah. hart out of so, nowhere out of nowhere the lights go out Spooky. julia standing next to sith blue and <laughs> they have a stare off with chris and willow which was really, really good to see. So yep. I was like, oh. And in my head, I was like, please, let's run this back. I really enjoyed the TBS match between Sky, Julia, and Chris at Full Gear. I was like, let's run this back. Now let's involve Willow in all this because we still have some unfinished business between all four of these women. And I'm yeah, so did. happy that AEW didn't discard that fact because I felt like after Full Gear, I was like, okay, everyone's kind of going their separate ways, but now we're coming back to it. And yep. this is our it seems to be that these four are our title contenders for the TBS championship right now, which I am not going to complain like yep. that's this is a strong four for the TBS championship scene between Sky, Julia, Chris and Willow. And these two teams have a stare off. And then that's how we end Rampage this yep. week. We got yep. Dawson's Creek and then we got Buffy, the Vampire Slayer slash the Chilling Adventures, of Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. Yeah, this is what I've been wanting to see for a very long time. Granted, we have we're having a good storyline with Tony and Deanna right now, but I'm happy to see that the other women's title is also having a storyline as well, because Chris and Willow have their own thing going on. Sith Blue is under the apprenticeship of Julia Hart and House of Black, which is really yep. great. And these four are going to be mixing it up over the next couple of weeks, which I'm very interested to see what ends up happening for you know, if Julia defends the title against somebody or if it's even a tag team match between the two at Revolution, and then we slowly build towards the title match. I want more of all four of these women. I don't care what iteration or capacity it is. This is what happens when you let the women do their thing and you book the women's division like you're supposed to. Now, I still want to see more than one women's match on Dynamite every single week, but damn it. I will give AEW credit right now because we have a few storylines going on and it shows that it's not that hard to do. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So tell me that when Ruby jumped off the ring and just started walking out, you weren't like, yes, girl. Yes. Listen, you I go. might be a Listen, I might be bisexual, but I am part of the community, so I give the gay finger wag. I was like, yes. Yeah. I was like, yes. <laughs> Dude, I just I just hope that they don't pull how to word this so I don't so I don't uh hurt people's feelings. Uh um I hope that they don't pull the bad type of storytelling that they've been doing with Luchasaurus and Christian Cage, Ugh. right? Because like I'm breaking up with you, but you text your ex at the same time. <laughs> right. Right. You know, because they, they've just, you know, they, it feels like they're, they're working with, with this rift between Luchasaurus and Christian Cage, you know, and then Christian Cage just says like some words into his ear and then he's, Given Christian Cage the the freaking championship again, right? I, I I hope that with Ruby walking out, that's it, right? I hope that there's no like, you know, 
making up. I hope that there's, I, I hope this does. Well, if, if there's a makeup, I hope that there is a, at least a, a, a two to three match brawl before a makeup. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah, I, I hope that this, I hope this is the disillusion of, of outcast, uh, 1.0, you know, and then like Harley Cameron, uh, comes in and you, you have outcast 2.0, you know, because she's a wrestler. She's not just a manager. She's a wrestler. I've seen her wrestle before. I'm not, you know, it's been a while. Um, but like start getting her back in the ring. I mean, if, if this is what we're, what we've been building up for, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm, so I'm excited with that storyline. I'm excited with the, the Siths versus the, uh, versus the Jedi <laughs> that we're going to have going on. Um, yeah, it was just, it was good. It was good storytelling. That's good storytelling. I'm, I'm, Absolutely. I'm really happy with it. And I and I agree with you when it comes to, you know. Oh, that's a, the other a, thing. Yeah. That's the other thing I wanted to say. That's the other thing I want to say. Uh, and on the flip side, if you want to keep Chris, Willow, and Stokely as that, like, dysfunctional family mm-hmm. type situation, you know, that's fine. Just don't do the thing where Stokely starts seeing the seeds of sowing the seeds of discontent and, and then Chris and, 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 and Willow break up and blah, blah, blah. You know, like I, it's, I think that it is such a good dynamic mm-hmm. where you have Stokely, you know, Stokely's one, one end of the spectrum, Willow's mm-hmm. the other end of the spectrum. And then you kind of have, Chris just kind of like in the middle. I, I, I really, I'm really enjoying that dynamic. Uh, and please, please don't, please don't break that up. Mm-hmm. You know, it, and if, if, if it, if you do break it up, make it a dramatic breakup, you know, uh, like have Willow get sprayed by the black mist again. And it's because she got hit with the double dose of evil juice that, you know, now she, you know, Sith, Sith Nightingale emerges, you know what I mean? Uh, which was kind of happening the first time she got sprayed, but then, you know, Sith Blue fully drank the Kool-Aid um, and, you know, and Willow, you know, went to the light side of the force. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, so if you're going to do that, make, make a dramatic breakup. Don't just, don't just do the, the, the hokey, like, Oh, I don't like Stokely thing, you know, just like, cause it's just, it's, it, it feels like that's, that's been a, tro- a, a trodden storyline uh, amongst too many, even recent storylines. Just, you know, don't do that. Keep them together. Not right. to mention, there's, there's enough heels in the, in the women's division. Yeah. We need to keep we, some of them faces in order face. to balance yeah. it out. Yeah. This is a fun thought. I would love for this dysfunctional family to turn in where slowly Stuckley's like, you know what? I like Willow. And then when, you know, the attempted mist to Willow have like happens, I don't know how they would play it off afterwards, but that I would love to see Stokely jump in the front of it and like take the mist for Willow instead. That would be, that would be awesome. If I was like solidifying and be like, Oh, you touched awesome. my friend. <laughs> yeah we'll see and time will tell what direction we're going to take with this but it seems this is either going to be what we're going to probably get at revolution which is a tag team match unless we want to do a title defense for julia but you know what i wouldn't be opposed if maybe we don't do a title defense at revolution but then we wait until i don't know double or nothing to do something like that we'll see but i'm really enjoying this and this is how we end the stare off you know ends rampage this week Yep. So, Adolfo, like eight. we do every eight, eight, eight. <laughs> Perfect. Say no more. Concise <laughs> to the point. Spark notes. Bullet point. We listed all our reasons throughout the whole review of why we thought this was eight. Fun wrestling. Good storytelling. Short yep. and sweet to the point. Cool. Yep. Yep. Just just like Rampage this week. To the point. Eight. Cool. <laughs> eight. Sweet. Love it. That was the fastest rating we've done all week, and I'm super proud of it. So. 
that brings us to the end of this week's cleanup crew review. Next week, Adolfo will be here live on the stream yards on the YouTubes and the Facebooks is and the Twitters and the Twitches. And I Adolfo's face will be- I- I will actually be on the Facebooks because I will talk to Mikey and, f- and figure out what that little glitch is that that happens. Yeah, so it's really simple to fix. We'll talk off camera. We'll talk but about it. <laughs> yeah, so Adolfo will be live next week with the Rampage review. But of course, you can check out everything else we have here on the YouTube channel at the Biconics Wrestling Podcast. It's a great time. You can follow us all over the social medias at BC WrestlePod. And if you can't commit to watching our beautiful faces on a sit down, you could carry us with you on your favorite auto podcast networks, whatever you subscribe to, because now we have audio versions of everything. The reviews, our regular podcast episodes, the pay-per-views, like our faces for radio will carry you through a long day. Put us around as background noise. Take us when you're yep. studying for a test, you know, mm-hmm. or if you're taking care of business on the porcelain throw, that is the perfect time to listen that to is the men talk to you. Perfect time to listen to my voice. <laughs> Ask my wife. <laughs> we love it. We love it. We love it. <laughs> and we love all of you for tuning in this week from myself and Adolfo and the rest of the Biconics boys. Remember, take care of yourself, love one another. And as always, stay Biconic, all you guys, gals, non-binary pals, he, she, they's and gays of the we will Billy see Stark's you. outro. Yes, Billy Stark's outro. We'll see you for the next one. Until then, ta-ta for now. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to another Vibe Tribe production. What's going to happen next time? Well, you're going to have to tune in to find out. But until then, remember, take care of yourself, love one another, and as always, make sure that you keep the good times rolling. Thank you for being here, and we'll see you next time.